So today was the first day that I felt kind of like this is getting to me a little bit. This whole like quarantine thing. Okay. Have you have you had any of those days where you're like, I'm just ready for this to be over? Not really, no. Well, I, no, I mean it's um, <clears throat> uh, it's um, uh, the only time it's weird is not having like multiple options. I'm used to have right. an option. Then I mean there are, are no options, but I mean I'm keeping pretty busy, keeping occupied. So yeah, I mean, I mean I guess for me it's it wasn't even it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not even the quarantine thing. Maybe it's really the weather. Okay. Like, I got up this morning and I, you know, I, you know, I can't see anything in the morning right. like, without my contacts or glasses. And I couldn't, couldn't find my glasses. Like usually I just keep them on the side of the bed. And I woke up and I couldn't find my glasses. So I was like, you know, I stumbled across the room to get my contacts and I'm standing there and I, and I look back and I can see like kind of in between the blinds in my room, uh-huh. it, it looks like really white right. outside and I'm looking and I'm like that the blinds are white. So maybe I'm just like seeing something through the blinds or whatever. I was like, that looks like snow. So I put my contacts in and it still looks like that. And I walk over to the window and the, the entire ground is covered in snow. Mm-hmm. I was so angry. Like it's April fifteenth. Why is there snow on the ground? No. It just, it, it just, it, it. And like we had that one like nice seventy degree day like last week or whenever it was. Right. And I it just. I mean, I don't. It's not like staying home and not being able to do things that's getting to me. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact that I had to. I had to run to the store first thing this morning. And I had to like wear a heavy coat and it just, I don't know. I was scraping snow off of my car and I just felt so like, ugh, like, can we just, where's, where, where's the nice weather, you know? So maybe it's more that than the quarantine. Yeah. I well, know. I mean, last weekend was pretty warm. I mean, it was in the, uh, in the sixties yeah. and were, were you pretty happy around like 12 o'clock? Well, one o'clock. I mean, when it was all gone, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I was. I wouldn't say happy. I would say like baseline. You know, right. like <laughs> I was ready to stab somebody at that point. You know, but um, but it, I, I don't know. It's just like I feel like we've had enough winter already. You know, and um, I signed on to Facebook today, and in my memories was a. Uh, a status from like 2012 or 2014 or something right. on this date. And it said, uh, it said, we get it. We get it, Winter. You're an asshole. Now leave. And so it, it must have been like this cold on that day too, you know. Right. So, you know, that, that actually made me feel a little bit better because, well, you know, no, not to be the – irritating optimist i mean this winter hasn't been fucking bad my dad said the same thing what's wrong with you people but no i you're right i mean it it has and and, i mean look at what we we have already had a better spring than last year really when you look at the 
number of uh, days in the 50s and 60s, it probably passes up last year at the same time by like 10 or 12 days. Yeah, maybe. I don't I mean, I, April, I guess, is just always up and down. I mean, you know, even into May, yeah. it's up and down with the warm weather and cold weather. And I don't know. It just like I just look forward to the warm weather so much that when there there are those setbacks, it just it, it usually I'm OK with it. I'm like I can look at the weather and be like, OK, four or five days from now, it'll be fine. But today it just like really hit me and I was just hit you hard yeah i hear you man i got you but, uh, i don't know this the snow's melted and you know i didn't i didn't feel like when i took the kids home tonight i didn't feel like real um like freezing you know <laughs> when i got in the car it wasn't like super cold or anything well, so. hang in there until uh the weekend I mean, yeah, I saw it's supposed like, to be nice this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Friday looks pretty shitty, but then, but yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday yeah. all look decent. So rebounds pretty yeah. well. We'll make it through. Hopefully, in the on the maybe at, at our next episode, I'll start the, oh. the episode talking about how nice it was. On look Sunday at it this way. All right. Fun. Look at it this way. We could have had kind of warmer warmer weather in an ef4 toward nato rip through like uh mississippi did on easter yeah that's right <laughs> or or the uh i saw that like parts of the upper peninsula of michigan got like 18 inches of snow oh really yeah like Holy yesterday and the day before <laughs> now that would suck yeah real so bad. And I think maybe that was part of the reason I was so annoyed today because I I saw that and I'd be like, and I remember thinking like, oh, I'd be so annoyed if it was snowing this late in April. And then I wake up the next morning and it snowed. So, <laughs> Although maybe it would help if I would look at the weather more regularly and I would have known the snow was coming. Like right. that was the other thing is like I had no idea it was supposed to snow. So I just woke up and there's snow, you know, but um, um, periodically. I will have dreams that there's um, snow in July and August, and oh, in my dream, I'm I'm like really really pissed, really yeah. really pissed off, and and I'm not sure what that means, but yeah, I don't well, know. I, I don't, I mean, I'd be really really pissed off too. <laughs> but you know, that actually brings me to I've had this on the list of things to talk about for a few weeks now, but since you mentioned dreams, I read this article where it said apparently people are dreaming a lot more while this quarantine thing is happening. And or at least they're remembering a lot more of their dreams. And what's their but, evidence? Well, the the article said that it could be because I, as far as evidence, I'm sure it's all like, you know, anecdotal. Right. You know? But um, it, it could be because vivid dreams are created in the same part of the brain that governs dread and rage. So, you know, everybody at this point has to certain degrees a, a sense of dread, some some levels of dread. And, you know, some people I'm sure are feeling some rage every now and then more so more so now than usual um 
but and vivid dreams are created in the same part of the brain. So if that part of the brain's active, then maybe it makes sense that you would have more vivid dreams. But um, they they also said that it could also be that maybe people aren't dreaming more, but they're just sleeping less soundly, so they remember the dreams. So, I mean, really, basically, the article was saying. We hear that people might be dreaming more, but we don't really know why, and we think it might be because of this stuff going on. But, I mean, I don't, again, anecdotally, I don't know that I'm dreaming anymore. You know, I, I don't, I can't remember any particularly vivid dreams that I've had. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm um, uh, pretty much having the same number of uh nightmares and waking up and vivid dreams and weird dreams so yeah <laughs> yeah that's last night or the night before i did have like you know that that like body jerk that you get when you're about to fall asleep oh yeah like something I, last night or the night before i had like one of the worst ones of those i i can ever remember <laughs> like j- j- i just my whole body just like shook like crazy and um and I had, I was listening, I was going to sleep and I was listening to Up by R.E.M. And um, I jerked and I, when I like woke up and was disoriented for a second and I looked at the computer that was playing the songs and the R.E.M. song Falls to Climb was playing. And I just thought, I wonder if that song like triggered that you know, falls to climb and right. I, I, it, I yeah. was like falling and jerk. I don't know. It was really weird. Well, and you're, you know, you're hearing and processing. I mean, oh, right. yeah. could yeah. be it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was, you know, pretty coincidental. I mean, I, you know, I don't, of course I, that happens when I'm not listening to the music too. So I, who knows, but that's such a weird thing to happen and it happened i i assume it happens to everybody you know and it's so like disorienting like that body jerk thing it is it is i um haven't had one in quite a while but but it's jarring yeah i mean he have you ever had like two or three of them I don't think so. You mean like back to back or? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, like I'll have a big one and just kind of like doze off and uh, then have a another one. It doesn't happen often. I've had this happen maybe like three times ever. But the second one like kind of worries me actually. I'm just like, well, right. well, I don't really don't like the fear of that feeling that i'm falling and if i'm gonna have, have one more i'm not gonna fucking shut my eyes yeah right like what the hell's going on here yeah um i i just i my kid i've seen my kids do have it before like they they'll be sleeping and they'll like jerk and it's like scary to even see too because yeah. like they're so calm and then they're like flailing you know that's I remember seeing one of my kids when they were a baby, like sleeping and doing it and their arms, arms and legs, like all four at the same time, just like shot out. It was like it was really crazy. <laughs> and they babies have this like panic, like reflex thing that they do, like 
when they're awake sometimes, like sometimes I always like throw, like it sounds bad, but I always like threw my kids around a lot and like playing with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, if I would like lower them to the ground too fast, if they were at a certain age, like those, those arms went like straight out. I always felt so bad, but I, I think that's a little bit different than the whole like falling asleep thing, but the, the whole, they both look just so jarring and so like, Oh God, what's happening. But anyway, um, <clears throat> all right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of jarring, did you see this, uh, I saw this on CNN the other day, this man in France who ejected himself from a plane. <laughs> I'm, so was he skydiving or did he just like push the fucking button? <laughs> yeah. So this 64 year old man in France, okay. His coworkers decide to surprise him with a, with a, a fighter jet flight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's 64 years old. For some reason, his coworkers decide to pitch in to get him a ride on a fighter jet. He he is he never indicated that he wanted to go on a fighter jet. Right. He, he's like not an airplane fan, not a military fan. So like he can't figure out why they did this, and like his coworkers, like you know everybody, his coworkers all go to the airport to see him do this. And he gets there and he's like super panicked before getting on the flight. And his heart rate is like 140, like before he even gets on the plane. But he's like, all right, they got it for me. I'm going to go through with it, whatever. And so he he's, you know, he's not flying the plane. He's in like the back seat or whatever. And he panics at like 2000 feet. So like not even that high, you know, they're like pretty much taking off and getting ready to like go up even higher. And he panics and he does apparently like the, the panic arm thing and reaches for something to grab onto. And what he grabbed onto was the eject button. Holy shit. He ejected himself out of the plane. His helmet flew off because he didn't have it secured correctly. So he flies up out of the plane and his parachute opens and he ends up like landing in a field and he was fine. And like the um, pilot had to make like an emergency landing and he landed the plane and it was fine. But can you imagine like, so what did the, so doesn't the whole like, like cockpit, like glass open that's what I thought because I mean that's how Goose died, right? Right. right. <laughs> and her knowledge is totally based off a of Top Gun and that right. one hits it. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> so, so he's okay. He's okay. He didn't die, but like you know, if. If he was scared in the plane, can you imagine how much more scared he was when he just goes and shoots up into the air? Oh yeah, then, like, he's coming down. I mean, he does, he, I doubt he knows how to work a parachute, so I'm sure he's just kind of like flailing and like, you know, landing wherever. But I just can't believe that like, they nobody like told him beforehand, or they don't put that button somewhere that you like have to that it's not so easily accessible. Right. You know, that seems like, or at least like tell him beforehand, like whatever you do, don't push this button. 
like it it doesn't seem like hitting the eject button is something that should be done by accident right so do you think it's for like friends bought it for him he as a joke i don't know i mean i would love to i would love to know the like the relationship between him and his coworkers. like was he is he like the hated guy at the office and they're like hey let's screw with this guy and get him to get him something to ride in a plane you know or like is he beloved and they just you know maybe his favorite movie was top gun or something you know and they just thought that he i, I don't know it's it's a totally bizarre thing to do for somebody if you don't know that they're going to like it. Yeah. So just in case you're wondering ever, <laughs> don't buy me a ride in a fucking jet. Yeah. I mean, just a bad idea. I, I don't, I don't know if I'd be completely opposed to it. I think it would be cool. Um, no. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I would in that situation, I think I would would I would prefer to be surprised by it. So I'm not like thinking about it beforehand. Right. You know? So I, I would like to be like, you know, OK, now you're going in this jet and I don't have time to think about it, you know, because like, you know, talk, like considering going skydiving, you know, and like my big thing with skydiving is like, I would, I don't want to know about it beforehand. So I want somebody to like kidnap me and take me skydiving essentially, you know, or like just push me out of a plane. Cause that, that to me is like the worst, like the idea of getting on a plane and taking off and like looking out the side of the, the door and like, I, I'm I'm like starting to sweat just thinking about it. So I can't imagine what a mess I would be like actually doing it. But like the idea of doing like actually getting up there and, and doing it is it like sounds a little appealing. But the build up to do it sounds horrific. Yeah, I yeah, I'm no, I'm I used to think that that I could uh Guy dive and then recently i'm like yeah i don't really think so yeah i mean i've i've gone back and forth on it for years for years i thought oh i'm definitely gonna do it and then like i think once i had kids i was like eh, i don't it seems like a dumb thing to do like i would hate for my kid's dad to die because i wanted to go skydiving you know right like i always feel (laughs) i would be one of those rare cases. I mean, right, no, right. do thousands of jumps a day, blah, blah, blah. It's safe. I get it. I right. understand. But there's always the one asshole. And, right. and in so many circumstances, I feel like I've been that one asshole. So, <laughs> so I just don't right. want to be that one asshole in like that um, situation. Right. But then, you know, I, I read, I read, a bit about it and you know you're more likely to die in the car ride on the way there than you are actually doing it like it's more dangerous to ride in a car or you're more likely to be struck by lightning i think than die in a in a skydiving accident but i mean that also goes back to my my whole thing about statistics like 
it doesn't matter what the statistics are if you're the one that it happens to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter to you that 3 million other people have done this with no problem. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's control. Like, no, we've talked about it before. It's that control. So they may say you have better odds of getting struck by lightning, but that's totally fucking random. I mean, whereas, you know, I think if you skydive enough, something will happen. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, the other thing with lightning, like you, you can control that a little bit by just staying in the, in the house, you know, like if, if you're going out in a, if you're going out in a car to chase storms. (laughs) Right. Right. But like, you don't worry about the danger of that storm chasing well that's why i haven't really done it i mean yeah like i remember for my 40th birthday i was talking about doing that and um i ended up not actually so uh maybe you know what like why are we not doing this now why aren't we this is the perfect time Maybe not now, maybe like next month. Like if everything's locked down and we can't do anything anyway, let's just take like three or four days and drive through the plains and look for trouble. Well, <laughs> I'm all for trouble. And It'd be a great episode. out of the both of us, I'm probably the more knowledgeable one meteorologi- meteoro- meteorologically. Yeah. Right. Uh, and with my radars and all that, but I still wouldn't trust myself. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like for like one thing I can read a radar pretty well, but my knowledge of like where the threat is, is because oh, right. they predict these this ship like a week earlier, like longer also to like where the possible hot spot is yeah that's what i always wonder like how these guys always just happen to be you know yeah well it's there's a huge like gamble also they'll they'll look and run these models like every every like two hours like looking for the next hot spot and they're constantly running them but but there comes a time where they have to guess at which hot spot to drive to, and you know, you know that could mean a eight hour uh, right. wrong choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drive time wise, but but I <laughs> I have this fear where where I'll actually pull this off and I'll be involved in like some big ass like ef5 three mile wide wedge tornado and and then i'll be fucked but one of the things i learned because i always wondered how how they knew like how to be be in a safe area they're obviously watching on radar they're watching which um 
direction it's heading but one of the most important if it uh, if it looks like it's not moving at all then uh -huh. it's coming right at you oh shit oh so right okay yeah correct if it looks stationary if it, it's fucking heading towards you right it's just not it's not moving right or left because it's coming towards you exactly so with that little knowledge i think we should go <laughs> it's fine <laughs> and i know i know maps i can read a map i know directions well and stuff. Yeah, yes so since since i can't read while driving or else i'll pretty much throw up so i'll have to drive uh and then you you read the maps and i can't i can't i can't read a map while well maybe i can read a map while driving but you have to interpret the weather information well yeah i mean i can so, do that we'll like pause oh we'll figure it out we got this <laughs> yeah i mean this totally sounds like something we should just figure so, out on the fly so like now for well from like mid-march until you know like mid-june that's like prime time and we're in like april through may is the like prime time um, right yeah so, yeah so i mean you know hey we can I, figure it out i can easily take you know three or four days off in may and we'll uh we'll go cruise the plains no, so just us like talking about it, my confidence is like built back up. <laughs> <laughs> because we've we because we've thought it through so well. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. We can plan this out. Yeah, well we'll uh we'll get like I don't know some some special panels to put on my car or something to make it tornado proof. Yeah, well, no. What I can do is watch. I I um uh, I watch um 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 read Timmer's like extended um weather forecast for tornadoes. So uh -huh. I just watch his well, watch his like daily he'll he'll point us point us in the possible right areas and we'll figure it out that's that's great and we'll All right. and we'll watch it from a safe distance we don't have to get like right up on it yeah see that's that i, I want to be wrong a little bit you know like i want to see a tornado like 10 miles away you know i don't want it like I don't want it down on top of us. Ten you know, miles. I, I'm I'm thinking like two or three miles. The tornado might be three miles wide. I mean, it can well, be like yeah. I mean, those are rare, but yeah. Uh, well, I I want to be like on. I don't want to. Do I want to feel the wind? Maybe I do want to feel the wind. Well, I mean, we'll be feeling it whether it's two two or ten. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll. Oh yeah, we got. Oh, I am totally confident we can pull this off now. 
I'm not confident that I wouldn't be out there and like see a funnel cloud and then just like step on the brakes and turn around and go in the opposite direction. Well, and and while screaming, like it's going to get us, it's going to get us. Well, well, that's the fascination of it. That's that's my obsession. Is is that like no? I like logically, I don't. I don't ever want to see one, but deep down inside, I want to see one. And right, and I wonder if I'll be like frozen. Yeah, that that it, that's my big question. Is like, what am I going to do when it happens? Right. If I'm in it, you know, how am I going to react? Right. I don't know. Well, I think you no. Know, if we're maybe we'll start off being like ten miles out, five miles out. Okay, where we have access to main roads to get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah. Although that uh, that um, Oklahoma tornado, uh-huh. like May thirty first, twenty thirteen, or whatever it was, El Reno. Um, yeah, the El Reno one. Yeah, that, that one crossed right over I forty. Right. And. I always wonder, like, the people that were just driving on Interstate 40, if, like, people saw it off to the side and just tried to, like, push on through past it, or if, you know, you saw it ahead and you're just like, eh, I'm going to hang back here and see what happens, you know, because, like, you, you, there's not really anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see it, like, you know, up ahead and to the right, like, you don't want to stop right there because if it comes right at you, like, you can't just go in reverse. Right don't want to like try to blow by it either because if it changes directions you know you're kind of stuck like what do you do i don't know i think you i you don't go under an underpass i know that right i think if you saw it that far out you've you can stop and watch and track it for a few minutes if you're like safely out there like right not far up on it all at all I mean, that's your best bet, really, I think. I don't know. Well, if I ever see one, I definitely want it to be in wide open spaces. Oh, yeah. I don't want, I definitely don't want, I don't, I don't want it in my neighborhood. That's for damn sure. (laughs) No. But, you know. Well, I mean, so, uh, maybe one of our future podcasts will be recorded during a tornado. That, that'd be an that, during a storm chase storm chasing podcast yeah. oh god that'd be so great all right well be sure to tune in in may because we might not even tell you guys right we might not even like a you know a, a preview you might just tune in one day and find out that it's a special storm chaser edition of more later that'd be great Especially since we didn't get to do our Pearl Jam road trip edition of more later that we were planning. I know. Stupid coronavirus. I know. So, I mean, I think this is why we have to do the storm chase. Yeah. We have time off that wasn't used. We won't be won't be watching them. We probably won't be watching them this year, I don't think. Um so pearl pearl jam yeah, yeah probably not. yeah so yeah sadly i don't think they're going to be able to pull together a fall tour either no i don't think so i just saw that uh dr fauci guy said that 
he doesn't think there's going to be the only way sports is going to be able to come back this summer is with no fans. Right. Right. And I mean, I think listening to as much sports radio as I do, that's been, been on the table the whole time. I mean, like people have been preparing for it, but baseball is like still planning this like kind of little baseball town in Arizona and you know they claim uh the like mayor of of of, uh, Phoenix today or some fucking politician out there like claim that they can they uh they have uh fields to hold like all like 30 teams or 32 teams for every game but I'm telling you, we talked about this. I think we talked about it off the uh, off the podcast. So, so I find baseball to be the least active of the four major sports, and even that won't help the 115 degree game time temperatures. Like, right? Who, they're gonna move even fucking less, and you're you're going to have to use like three fucking catchers. Right. Yeah. This doesn't seem possible. If it's like not, not inside who the fuck wants to be playing baseball at like three o'clock in the afternoon in Phoenix outside. Right. I mean, unless, unless they make it like, you know, all, you know, 9 p.m. games or something. But even then, like, yeah, in that area, you're still looking at, like, 95 degrees at, like, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Night. So and you're not going to get much reprieve. No, I don't know how, well, like, the the um, on-field temperature has to be hotter, right? I, I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a reason why they, when they built the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks Stadium, they made it a, a retractable roof. Right, you know? It could be it's basically an indoor stadium right during the summer because it's too damn hot right and in um houston also right yeah well you remember when we went to that cubs game in arizona in 2005 yeah like it was so hot like walking around beforehand mm-hmm. and it, it was like in the like upper 80s or low 90s and it just felt like right almost a high right and that was early april right yeah so i don't well you and i have both been been out in phoenix in the summer and uh-huh. it's like come july and august and it's just like like you go outside and it's 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 pretty impressive I it mean, is i mean oppressive and impressive yes like the pavement is just like sweltering hot i no, I will never forget. I uh, uh, took my cousin uh, to play t- tennis with my sister also. Um, um, and we brought popsicles, uh, those like ice pops and the like packet, the Kool-Aid water shit. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. And we, I was... I was eating. I was eating a solid popsicle, walking onto the tennis court, 
and within 15 seconds of being on the court, the fucking popsicle was just liquefied. I was yeah. drinking it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I don't know. I can't imagine. And, and the thing is, like, you're not looking at just like a series there. You know, if it's just a three game series, okay, you're going to get beat down for three days and then you can go somewhere else cooler and play. But like, if you're going to play a hundred game schedule in the Arizona heat every single day, you're fighting the heat and getting beaten down. And like, I don't know, man, it sounds pretty, pretty unbearable to me, but maybe they have a plan for it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. All right. So what's in the glass tonight? Um, I am having uh, Wyoming's small batch bourbon out of um, Wyoming. So I was wondering if that was if there was going to be a correlation there. Yep, out of uh, Kirby, Wyoming. I was turned onto it. Um, a couple of friends and I were at a whiskey bar in the city. Um, what can they have like over 300 whiskeys or 500 something uh, insane and um, uh, the bartender recommended this one and I really liked it and I picked up a bottle and it's really good it's still very very uh, inexpensive so yeah yeah cool yeah cool I'm I'm drinking Shorts Brew Huma Lupa Licious, which I always like. I've uh, quite quite hoppy, and you know there's there's certain beer like I like a lot of different beers, but there's certain beers that when I drink it, I'm just like, yes, like that is what a beer tastes like, mm-hmm. and this is one of them that like just every time I drink it, I'm just like, yeah, that's. I think I think because it's so hoppy or whatever, and that's what that's usually what I like in beer. So like I just take a sip of this and I'm just like, yeah, that, I'm drinking beer. Does it list the um, the um, IBUs on there? It doesn't. Um, no, it's seven point seven ABV. But now now you have me curious though. So let me see. probably have to spell it right to get it right um no and i'm of course i'm not going to find it i'll i'll try to find it while i'm talking here but i can't really talk and do anything i'm the word i'm the world's worst multitasker really like i can't talk and do anything or like oh, 70 ibu Okay, that's up there. I yeah, think, yeah, up there, but like not as high as, not as high as I would have guessed. But, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's. Do you think beer tastes better in summer when it's warm out, um, or is it just more refreshing? I don't know. Maybe certain ones. I don't know. They, they these like IPAs these. High IBU IPAs, just like when I taste them, I don't know if it's because I'm used to drinking them in the summer or, but it, it, it just tastes like summer to me. Right. Like even if I do have them in the winter, it's just like, ah, that's summer, you know, just like, 
I don't know, sitting there with a refreshing. So, did you crack one open after uh, after uh, looking out the window this morning? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have done. Yeah, that that is what I should have done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had beer in the morning. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of the earliest time I started drinking. I don't know. I don't know either. I, well, I, I mean, technically at like 4 a.m. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, right. 5 a.m. Yeah. I mean, when I went, I went tailgating last summer and the game was at like one and we started drinking at like 11, I guess. So that's, you know, that's late morning, but, um, I don't think I've ever had a beer at like 8 a.m. or anything. You should. <laughs> Try it out, but but it, it has to be in a in a particular situation, you know. Okay, like, well then, uh, this weekend, wake up, make bacon and eggs, and have a beer with it. <laughs> I was thinking like a tailgate or like a hmm. you know pit roast or like I don't know a, a beach vacation or something. I don't know. Maybe 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 I'll do that. Maybe I'll just wake up and maybe I'll just. Do the whole like uh, twenty four beers, twenty four hours thing. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. You you never did the beer mile, did you? No, I didn't, <laughs> and I never would have. Never planned to. I think I talked about oh oh fuck yeah, and no, I like periodically thinking I I got I think I got like gung-ho with you guys thinking about it like six or seven years ago yeah but then i really don't know whether i would have followed through with it so like now i'm like there's no fucking way (laughs) yeah i mean it was i've only done it that one time Mm -hmm. and i think we were drinking coors light right and by by the fourth beer, like that last quarter mile, like it's not even the fact that it was beer, really, just that much liquid, right? Because like you're by that time you're you're at like forty eight ounces of just liquid sloshing around in your stomach while you're running a quarter mile. After you've already oh it's it's a lot, but did you feel sick afterwards or a couple hours I, afterwards? No, I didn't really feel anything afterwards, like. I think I had more beer after that and um but it didn't like you know end the day for me or anything um but it was also you know Coors Light is it's obviously a relatively light beer you know like doing doing that versus doing it with a Huma Lupalicious would be two different things you know this heavier beer oh yeah that would be bad news so I don't know. Let me let me know if you change your mind. We'll we'll do a beer mile. Uh, we have a better chance of uh, <laughs> us us uh, chasing a tornado this Saturday than we deal with that. You doing a beer mile? All right. Well, we should probably keep the beer separate from the tornado chasing. Those things probably don't go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not not only do you not want to drink and drive, but if you're right. chasing 
tornadoes, you want to, you probably want a clear head too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe afterwards, after we chase our first one. Yeah. So some we'll we'll, we'll need something to calm our nerves afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like make a, get us back to uh, back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Are, are you a Quentin Tarantino fan? Um, uh, so I, I guess technically I am because I like most of his movies, but, but I don't like, it's not like music where, you know, like I'm like following his shit and like hoping he puts a new movie out every couple of years. If, a new movie comes out i'll watch it and because it's me within like five years i mean i probably (laughs) know because for uh me it's still a movie i still have to sit down and watch it but right but i like them i yeah yeah. i mean like you've seen pulp fiction right yeah 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 and like pulp fiction is great and like i i always think you know i like I like Quentin Tarantino. I, I liked Pulp Fiction. I, I saw, I think Inglorious Bastards was probably the last one that I saw. And that's been like 10 or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like I saw the first Kill Bill. I didn't watch the second one. But oh, I really awesome. liked the first um, But I didn't see um, The Hateful Eight or Django Unchained. Okay. I, um, uh, I watched Django. I liked that. I didn't watch The Hateful Eight. And that was that was a prime example uh i got excited about a movie waited waited for it to come out sort of watched it go on dvd or streaming and i'm I'm still waiting to watch it right yeah well when i saw the preview for once upon a time in hollywood Mm -hmm. last summer i saw it and i was like that looks awesome like I cannot wait to see that, and then um, it came out like July twenty sixth, mm-hmm. and I I just didn't make it to see it, and I've been wanting to see it since then, and then like it was nominated for Oscars, but then I saw, um, you know, it it did get some lukewarm reviews and was panned a little bit by certain people, so I was like, eh. You know, maybe I don't have to rush to see it. But then I I heard Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on the WTF podcast in January. And they were, I like both of those guys. And they were entertaining and whatever. So last night I was like, all right, I want to watch a movie. And I'm, I just decided, okay, I got a few hours. I'm just going to sit down and watch this thing. So I turned it on last night. I have not been so happy about a movie probably all year. Like, wow. I freaking loved it. Now, what did you, the common thing I've heard from uh, multiple people is the first, like, 40 minutes just fucking drag. I didn't think so. Okay. I, there, was, there was a section in the middle that I thought dragged a little bit, and... It was the section with uh, that focused on Margot Robbie a little bit. Um, I thought her storyline was a little bit. It, it just didn't keep my attention as much as the other two. But um, 
I just, I, the thing I love about Quentin Tarantino movies is that, you know, that they're Quentin Tarantino movies. Right. No. And I love directors that have a style like that. Like, um, you can always tell a Quentin Tarantino movie. You can always tell a Richard Linklater movie. You can always tell a, um, a, a Noah Baumbach movie or, um, oh God, what's the guy's name? He's the French Dispatch is coming out. He just did Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> no, he just did Isle of Dogs and Moonrise Kingdom. And well, I can't now. help you because the the last two directors that you just named, I've never heard of. So I'm never going to get this fucking French guy. <laughs> um, what is what the hell is this guy's name? Wes Anderson, Jesus oh, Christ! Oh, okay, I know that guy. He's French. No, the French Dispatch is, is his movie. Oh, oh, oh. It's okay. Movie. okay, I got. You. <laughs> I think I understood. But like in like Wes Anderson films, like you can look at a Wes Anderson film and you know if you've seen any of yes, his, absolutely. Okay, this is one hundred percent Wes Anderson, and like. Um, and Richard Linklater, like, it's not so much the look of it, but just the, the style and the feel. Like, he did, he's the one that did the um, uh, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight, um, Boyhood. Did you see Boyhood? None of them. But I know that Ethan is is uh, Ethan Hawke right, yeah. in those three movies. Yeah, and he's in Boyhood, too, yeah. 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 Um, and he did this awesome movie called Bernie with Jack Black. But anyway, I just like all those directors. I like directors that like when you see, you can look at their films and know who they are without even know who they were directed by without even like knowing. And like Quentin Tarantino is definitely like that. And this one is like all Quentin Tarantino just being Quentin Tarantino. And like just throwbacks to other films and like it's it takes place in the late 60s so like the set design is just crazy and like all of these old cars and like you watch it and you you seriously like start to believe that it was filmed in the 60s it's and just like you know stuff on the shelves in the kitchen or like from the 60s and they're always listening to the radio and they're playing radio jingles from the 60s and the costume design is just awesome and like Brad Pitt is just like Leonardo DiCaprio was the leading actor, like for the Oscars and Brad Pitt won best supporting actor. Right. But like Brad Pitt was just phenomenal. And like, I don't even know how he wasn't the leading, the lead. Like it was a co-lead really like to call him a supporting actor, I think is, is, is kind of backing away from what he actually did. But um, There's this scene where, there's a guy playing Bruce Lee. Yes. And when I saw it, I was like, man, this guy really looks like Bruce Lee. Like really like I'm, it's awesome how much they found this guy, like the way that he talks and the way that he moved and just like the look of him. But then like he took off his sunglasses and then he started to fight. And I was like, this guy looks nothing like Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I just thought you should have kept the sunglasses on, man, and you should not have fought, and you should not have made these idiotic sounds. Like, but I mean, it almost, I almost wonder if like that was the intent of the scene was to make him look ridiculous. Well, I, that, I, well there was some big controversy with Bruce Lee with the Bruce Lee portrayal. Oh, was there? Yeah. Yes. So, um. Brenda Lee Caldwell, which is Bruce Lee's uh, ex-wife, uh, and Shannon Lee, his daughter, were really upset how Bruce Lee was portrayed. He was, yeah. And if I haven't watched it, I'm. It's just off of what I've read, and and you'll have a better input. I read that he's portrayed as this kind of arrogant asshole and then he picks a fight with brad pitt or something and yeah they were really pissed which i think he he had some arrogance to him i'm sure it's fucking bruce yeah but but apparently it was a big insult that they portrayed him as like picking a fight because he wouldn't do that in real life and yeah i mean tarantino had this big thing that he said, well, I mean, I'm not out to insult people. It's just, it's my portrayal and my movie. It's the interpretation and uh, it's important to the film. So, right. Yeah. And like the, the whole movie, like the, you know, the whole movie leads up to this, you know, encounter with the Manson family Mm -hmm. and like the whole ending is fictionalized. So like, he's obviously, you know, taking these, you know, real events that happen Mm -hmm. and putting a Quentin Tarantino spin on them. And like the scene with Bruce Lee, it's so great because like, he's, he's this, you know, he, the, it's taking place on a movie set and Bruce Lee is, you know, addressing all of these people and talking about how he needs to be confident in, you know, the art of, of martial arts and stuff. And, um, oh, and then, and he says, you know, I could defeat Cassius Clay and Brad Pitt laughs at him. And Bruce Lee says, you know, did I say something funny? And he's like, yeah, actually you did. You said you could beat up Cassius Clay. You couldn't, he just, you know, you're nothing but a ballerina and he would just wipe the floor with you. And, so then they, they, Bruce Lee says, I would show you what I can do, but my hands are registered at lethal, as, as lethal weapons. So if I beat you up and you almost die, then I go to jail. And Brad Pitt says, if anybody beats me up and I almost die, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. <laughs> you know? so He's like, it has nothing to do. He's like, your your hands, that's just like, you know, that's to make you sound tough or whatever. But, you know, the whole, not almost, like, obviously manslaughter isn't when you almost die, whatever. Right. Um, so then they end up fighting and, like, the, the whole scene is just, it's so great. But, like, the, the movie's two hours and 41 minutes long. Right. So, like, it's a commitment, but I loved you know, even the slower parts, I was like, all right, I don't care. I'll, you know, the, the whole movie was great, but like the last 30 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes of it, like you, you seriously have to watch the movie just for the ending. Like I've, I have not, I haven't been that 
excited about an ending since like the ending of the All Valley Tournament in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm serious. It was, I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, like it's so outrageous and like laughing and like speaking aloud to nobody, you know, like, I can't believe like, Oh shit, you know? And just, Oh man, it's so good. You, I don't, I was surprised. I thought that I would like it, but I was surprised how much I liked it. And especially the ending was just outstanding. And Brad Pitt was just great in it. And it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, so. Was it better than the ending of of of, of uh, Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> I just watched that a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. I showed that to my kids, and they keep asking when we're going to watch Weekend at Bernie's 2. Oh. But I don't <laughs> I haven't watched that in, I don't, I don't know, since probably the mid-90s. We we watched it, I don't probably two years ago, and I was surprised how 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 much we enjoyed it. Like, it's it's a pretty funny movie. Uh, there's a Weekend at Bernie's 3, I think. Oh, is there? I think so. All right, well, maybe, maybe we'll have a Weekend at Bernie's-a-thon. I don't know. It's it's coming up on time for our annual viewings of uh, of Jaws and Jurassic Park. Those are our summertime movies we watch every year. Ah. We'll be breaking those up. Oh, the other movie that I watched tonight. You know, I always want to show my kids all of these movies, and I'm you know I'm constantly telling them, oh, you'll love this one, you'll love this one, and I'm I'm usually pretty good. Like they're they're usually not disappointed with the ones that I want them to watch, even the ones that they don't think that they will like. But tonight they chose the movie to show me that they had seen and I hadn't seen, which up until tonight, I had never seen the Sandlot. Really? Seen that? Oh yeah. Multiple yeah. times. I've never seen it, which I love baseball. I love movies. How I have gone this long without seeing that I have no idea, but Brian was just like, okay, you got to watch the Sandlot tonight. So we watched it and it was so good. I have no idea why I waited so long to watch. I mean, I even have a Sandlot t-shirt that they bought me years ago that I, that I wear from time to time. But I was surprised how much I, I... I wasn't surprised, but I mean, I really liked that movie. It was good. It's definitely one of those classic baseball ones, especially so, because it's all kids. So I'm kind of shocked you haven't seen it before, being a baseball person and like... I know. What made you not watch it well i think i when it came out i think that i had some kind of prejudice against it and i don't remember what it was i think there was a reason why i didn't want to watch it when it came out and then so just like in my head i was just like i don't want to watch that i don't want to watch that um and 1993 i don't know I think maybe because it was about kids and, you know, back then if I was going to watch a baseball movie, I would have watched like major league, you know, cause it's about, you know, a real, 
quote real baseball team you know right. <laughs> a real baseball team. you know i want to i want to see rick vaughn throw him the heater right. you know so, you don't watch because like when it came out like i was just 15 years old you know why do i want to watch a movie about a bunch of dumb kids i am just a dumb kid you know um well, those kids were what like three or four years younger like three years younger yeah yeah, they were younger than us, but and I didn't realize that it took place like back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was a present day movie, but it it wasn't. But Dennis Leary is creepy in that movie. Yeah, he just yeah, like a real fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah, and just just like the way his hair slicked back, and uh-huh. like, and we're watching it tonight, and brian's like can you just button that top button why do you have your shirt on button <laughs> like that like he's so disgusted by dennis <laughs> showing chest hair <laughs> so yeah once upon a time in hollywood and the sandlot two two movie recommendations to to check out okay well well i have to watch once upon a time in Hollywood, I should just watch it. Just sit down and yeah, watch it. you should. I mean, it's it's a commitment, two hours and forty one minutes. But well, when I mean, you I watch break it, it up, yeah, yeah, and like when you get to the end of it, you'll be so happy that you watched it. Right. I guarantee. Like if you invest the time and you stick it through until the end, there's no way that that's not a satisfying ending. Okay, like it's. You know, some movies you're watching it and you're just like, eh, you know, you're not happy with how it ended or it doesn't make sense or whatever. But like this just like pulls everything together. And Brad Pitt is just like, like peak Brad Pitt. And it's just fantastic. So I wholeheartedly endorse the movie. Um, I'm on it. Okay, good. Report back and let me know what you think. All right because we're really awesome at follow-up on this podcast. <laughs> I went by Chick-fil-A today. Mm-hmm. Why is that place always so busy? Okay. They had, two, they had two lines that had like a dozen cars in them. You, and I think we are, did we talk about this, the chicken sandwiches? We did, but not Chick-fil-A, I don't think. Okay, all right. But so, I'm going to start me on a rant. I try not to rant on... I, we need a good Brian rant. We haven't had a good Brian rant. Okay, Brian. so look at this, okay? about So when it opened in Maryville like four or five years ago, I was driving past it at like 7 a.m. or some bullshit, and there were literally people with... Tents, little fucking oh one to two person tents camping out to get a sandwich, and that's great. And I can't. And so there are many things that I'm into that people would probably be like, "What the fuck are you waiting for that for? Why are you excited about this whiskey? What are you excited about this new album for? What do you like?" Why do you want that fucking hot dog? Okay. Oh, fine. Okay. But still, it's a fucking chicken sandwich. And, and a chicken sandwich can only be so good. 
and (laughs) I've had their chicken sandwich and it was a chicken sandwich. I, (laughs) I gauge food and other things on whether it will make me put a fist through the wall. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be really fancy shit. Like corn chips make Fritos make me want to punch a wall because they're so fucking good. Okay? But it's a fucking chicken sandwich that's dry as fuck, that's just on bread. There's no, like, what what am I missing? And so I won't eat there because of the hype. Like, who, who in the hell sits in that line? And I'm sure people listening now have been been in that line sitting there wanting a chick-fil-a sandwich and you're my friend that's that's awesome i hope it's enjoyable but i just don't like chicken the only chicken that like gets me erect is fried chicken (laughs) (laughs) fucking fried chicken is awesome Okay, that's what gets me going. And it is nowhere near fried chicken. There is no food boner over a chicken sandwich. And maybe because I have to have my chicken with a bone, okay, bone to bone. Bone to bone. <laughs> that could be why I'm, I'm just like, if it's... If it's Chick-fil-A, if it's a Wendy's chicken sandwich, if it's a McDonald's, wherever, I just I just don't like chicken sandwiches. <laughs> but fried chicken. Oh yeah, fried chicken is where it's at. I mean fucking fried chicken's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you gotta rant more, man. That's good. <laughs> That's good stuff. I like it, man. All right. So, well, so have you eaten eaten there recently? I, I've never had Chick Fil A. Okay. I've never been there. I had it one time at a golf outing. Um, and okay, granted, they probably weren't like fresh, like hot off the Chick Fil A grilled they were probably out there for a half an hour i don't right yeah but if it's that good it should hold up because cold fried chicken fucking holds up yeah it does constantly so it was just a fucking dry sandwich so all right what is it educate somebody out there educate me on the juiciness and succulence of a Chick-fil-A sandwich, because it is neither word that I just said. Yeah. Let it, let us know what, what the deal is. Like, you know, tweet at us or something. I, although, you know, we have a Twitter page. I never, Twitter annoys the shit out of me. How anybody is into Twitter. I have no idea. I go on there and I see all of these people tweeting stuff and I'm like, why the hell do I care anything that you have to say? And the people who have like 30,000 tweets, I just want to be like, what is your problem? Yeah. Why are you constantly tweeting this bullshit to like 
I don't understand. Right. I don't like people just because like it's not even your friends. Yeah. A lot of these people you're tweeting to aren't even your friends. People want to be I heard and they want that uh, attention. And then when it's negative, they want to bitch about it. Well, they should start a podcast. I know. I know right? <laughs> well, well, I was so – there's a, there's a musical artist out there, Billie Eilish. Have you heard of her? Uh, right, yeah. Okay, so my niece is a big fan of her, and um, I don't know, a, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, I was – Reading up on her, got interested, listened. I'm not a big f- fan of her music, but thousands of people love her, millions of people, and awesome, okay? But I was reading this, like, article recently where she, she was complaining how, how, like, social media was uh, bashing her because she – her um, – Style is to wear like baggy shit, okay? Because she doesn't like her body, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it's just some like image issue, okay? Yeah. But probably her record company said, hey, fucking wear this shit, okay? Yeah. Um, But she, I don't know, like recently posted a picture, picture of herself uh, uh, in a bikini and like her like hardcore fans ripped on her for wearing a bikini that's like not her uniform of bagginess and she right complaining on on how like she can't win people rip on her for hiding her body people rip on her for showing her body how about how about now fucking posting this shit on social media like if you don't want to get ripped on don't fucking post that goddamn picture right how does that sound yeah so i don't know yeah i don't i I don't fucking feel bad for her like body image is a big problem for uh, uh many people many many people and many young people also it's a huge impact but i don't feel bad if you're posting pictures of yourself and you get fucking ripped on because you're kind of kind of inviting it right take some responsibility right yeah (laughs) yeah that that's that's essentially what I, 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 I have, because I've never used it until I started the Twitter account for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just like this endless, like stream of, you know, people post shit. And I'm just like, why should I even care what you're posting? And, right. you know, you can really get into, you know, kind of echoing your same thoughts depending on who the people you're following. And it's just like a huge echo chamber reinforcing the things that you think and not having any like contrarian thoughts. And like, you can begin to think that everybody in the world is obsessed with the same thing that you're obsessed with when really you've just found the same, like thousand people that are obsessed with the same thing you are and Mm -hmm. nobody else gives a shit, you know? And I don't know. It just, there's like, you know, 
John Q public people that have like 30,000 Twitter followers or like, you know, and I just think like how, how much like you're building this up. What are you going to do with that? Are you, is that of any use to you other than like having a bunch of strangers say right on man, you know, it's no validation for having, having some like opinion on, on, on something. And, uh, and, when you feel like people agree with you or uh, or uh, they share your feelings, that's some kind of weird validation where, you know, I think, yeah. you know how I am and you are too, I think. I don't care about what the fuck I think. And I sure as the hell don't care about what anybody else thinks. So... Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, but I mean, validation, like the, when I've received validation about, you know, if somebody tells me they listen to the podcast or somebody tells me that they like stuff that I've, you know, a book that I've written or they've, you know, read my blog posts or whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty fucking good. Man, okay, yeah. But you're, something. but you're creating, you aren't saying, you do look at this fucking selfie i took or you know i yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think this actor is an asshole or like you know what do you yeah like the like 98 bulls are better than the 85 bears like fucking <laughs> get all, all these goddamn just weird shit out there yeah yeah i don't know man um, so don't, the moral of the story is if you have something to say about Chick-fil-A, don't tweet at us, find another way to contact us. So, cause I'm not on Twitter. I I'm trying to avoid that. Although I've been kind of avoiding Facebook and everything. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Find a way. Down. Yeah. Passenger pigeon can, or something. You can message me on, on, uh, on a Facebook Messenger, I check that. Uh, I do not really check okay, Facebook. So <laughs> do do that. Do you can get a get in touch with us like that. I I think we have a Gmail account too. More later pod at gmail dot com, and I think that'll probably come up on my phone. So tell us what you think about the the chicken sandwiches that way. Um. All right. So. Uh, How's the drink going? Is it nice and chilled? It is. Is that something you drink chilled? It is very, very chilled. And drink one had Lang ice. It was excellent. God damn. If you, you want to talk about like juicy <laughs> and succulent, that's Lang ice. Making this Wyoming small batch bourbon happy and making my drink happy. But I do have to say for a drink two, I had a um, clear ice cube that I made and uh, nice. wanted, uh, I just wanted clear ice. So periodically I'll change. Hey, hey, I don't have to have laying ice all the time, but most of the time. If you're not making your own fancy ice, you should be using laying ice. How about that? Oh, Fucking clearly, no pun intended. <laughs> All right. Well, 
come back on Sunday or Monday. I always say Sunday, but I mean Monday for um, some optimistic talk about the weather because I have faith that the weatherman's going to be right and it's going to be nice out on Monday. I think or so. On, we're going to talk about it Sunday night. But until then, leave us a review. Give us some of that positive feedback that we were just <laughs> we were just making fun of Twitter about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell somebody you know to listen to this because it's guaranteed your best hour of your Thursday is listening to Brian and I be awesome. So absolutely, yeah. Thank you for being awesome for listening to us, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.